0: well good morning and welcome to confirmation sunday or as i like to refer to it my favorite sunday of the year we are so pumped for this morning Um, If you were like me and you didn't grow up with confirmation as a tradition in your life or in your family, I'm going to talk a little bit about what confirmation looks like. But I came to faith um, as a teenager later in my teen years. And so confirmation was something that I discovered through being a youth pastor and through being um, a person who started at a church and they were like, confirmation is awesome. And I was like, cool. But like, what is it? (laughs) Right? Because it's a word that I didn't know growing up, and so when I came into the covenant, I didn't know what it was. And in case you're sitting here and you don't want to admit that you don't know what confirmation is, don't worry, I got you. Here we go. Um, Confirmation is seen in our denomination and here at Roseville Covenant as a way of preparing for a life of faith for our junior high students. And so our hope is that they spend three years Um, working through the Bible, working through their faith. They learn about um, what the sacraments are, what our denomination is, what the church is meant to be, um, and they read through the Bible. And so our students have done the New Testament, the Old Testament, and then this last year they did the New and the Old Testament all in one year. So they've done the whole Bible two times by the time they're ready to stand up here and talk to you about their faith journey. Our hope is that this is one more step in a journey of faith throughout their whole lives, that this is a moment they could stand before their congregation, before their church family and their um, nuclear family or spiritual family. Um, They can stand before their people and confess their faith in a way to remember at this point in my life, in my journey, this is how good God has been to me. And they can look back on it throughout their lives and remember this moment of faith. So this Sunday, Confirmation Sunday then, is the culmination of that journey for our students. But it's not really a graduation, because you don't graduate from faith, right? You're not like, you don't hit a moment, you're like, cool, got it all, let's go. Um, You just keep going on the faith journey. And so this is a step, and we are affirming them on their journey. So our role as a spiritual family, as a church family this morning, is to be here to cheer them on to care for them and love them through their faith journey. There'll be a moment later in the service where I ask them to look out at their church family and remember this moment of care for them. And so our role here is to just cheer them on this morning. Can we do that? Yeah. So they're going to get up. Yeah. Thank you, choir. They're going to get up. They're going to share their testimonies. They're going to talk about where God has been active in their lives. And we are here to affirm them and to love them and care for them. And then later in the service, we're going to pray for them and we are going to take communion from them. And it's going to be a beautiful morning of um, time. We are surrounding them visually as a cloud of witnesses in their faith journey. This morning, we have five students who are going to be up here and sharing their stories and being confirmed. And all five of these students have been through confirmation with Dean Erickson for the last three years. All five of these students are here most Wednesday nights um, more than not. All five of these students have served in this church. All five of these students have um, been a part of the life of this church, and we are so excited to celebrate them this morning. So without further talking from me, we're going to have our first group of confirmation um, students. So boys, come on up. And they're going to share their stories.
1: Good morning. 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 My name is Will Tassell. I'm currently in eighth grade, and I'm a student in the French Immersion Program at Ramsey Middle School in St. Paul. In my free time, I enjoy playing tennis and golf, I take piano lessons, I volunteer at Lynn Blomston, which is a senior care center, and I also play the keyboard in my school's jazz band. One way I get to know God is through youth group on Wednesday nights. <coughs> I always look forward to worshiping with my friends, playing music, and having fun. Music has always been a part of my life, and I believe that this is one of the many gifts that God has given me, and a talent that I can use to worship Him. The worship team has really been a blessing in my life. I love to play on Sunday mornings, but my favorite has to be Wednesday nights playing in front of my friends. One person who I think had the greatest impact on me was Chaz Louder. It was, it was impossible not to be influenced by Chaz's contagious energy and passion for God. I could see God at work through him, and I still see God at work every week on Sunday, even when I'm not up there playing. One of the many ways I see God at work is on Wednesday nights but I also see him at camp when I'm worshiping. Camp is one of my favorite ways to get to know God, and for me, camp feels isolated enough to get one-on-one time with God, but you can also get time with one of the great counselors or a good friend. I'll end this with my favorite verse. But if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you look for him with all your heart and with all your soul. Deuteronomy 4.23.
2: Um, Hello my name is Jackson and I would like to share a quote that my teacher Dean shared with us in confirmation class. God loves you and has a plan for your life only which is eternal is important. This saying really opened my eyes by showing me and telling me that God has that God loves me and has something planned out for me. This quote is more than just a bunch of words to me it is truth that helps me focus on what is really important. It means that God knows what I am doing in my life even Even when I sin, He already has a plan to forgive me. Because Jesus died on the cross, my sins are forgiven, and I have the chance to do better. To me, that is just utterly amazing. The second part says, only which is eternal is important. To me, this is very cool, because God is telling me that all my earthly things are not really valuable. The only thing that is of importance is Jesus. This was just jaw-dropping to me, because it's saying that I don't need any earthly things to live eternally. I don't need to obsess about things like money or Xbox, four-wheelers, or even social media to have eternal life. I would like to remind my mom that this is not an invitation to sell all of my belongings. (laughs) However, I do understand that these things might be fun, but in the long run, they don't really matter and have nothing to do with eternal life. That which is eternal is important, and the only way to find that is through Jesus. For the past three years, I have participated in confirmation class, led by our amazing teacher, Dean. I feel like I learned something new in every class. Confirmation helped me draw closer in my relationship to God. Dean really helped explain the things we were learning about. He's always there when I have a question, and I trust Dean and feel like he's a part of my extended family. Even though confirmation is almost officially over this year, I still plan to ask Dean lots of questions and I know that I can lure him into talking with a piece of French silk pie. <laughs> Confirmation has given me a lot of biblical truth and understanding. I will continue to use that on my journey of faith. My daily devotionals, my Christ-loving family and friends, and my involvement at Roseville Covenant Church will help me continue to deepen my faith, live the life God has planned for me, and focus on eternal life. Thank you for listening.
3: My name's Luke. For me, being a Christian means believing Jesus died for my sins and having a relationship with God. I've grown up in a Christian family, I've been going to church almost every Sunday of my life, and I've heard Bible stories for as long as I can remember. One verse that assures me of my salvation is Acts sixteen thirty one, which says, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. One of the most influential factors in my faith has been Covenant Pines Bible Camp. I went to camp for the first time in 2014, not ever really feeling like I had a relationship with God. I came back drenched in sweat, eager to learn more about God's word. One of the times I feel like I am closest to God is when I am worshiping at camp. Something about the atmosphere at the musty old chapel makes me want to jump for joy. The best part of camp for me is the absence of distractions. Another great thing is that there are built-in times for you to pray, worship, and grow your relationship with God. Confirmation has been another important piece in keeping me active in my faith. Whether it be going through a Bible story or just asking questions the whole time, I have learned so much from confirmation. Overall, covenant pines and confirmation have been the most important parts of gaining and keeping a relationship with God and I definitely would not be where I am now with my faith if it weren't for both of those activities.
4: Hi, my name is Annika Nelson, and my meaning of being a Christian is not being a rule follower and following all the religious customs. It's about having a friendship with Jesus. I got to know Jesus by going to Covenant Pines. I've grown up in a Christian home, and I've always known all the Bible stories. When I went to camp, I learned how much I need Jesus in my life. And My counselors always told me that whatever I'm going through or whatever I have done, God will always be there for me. Some people who have helped me grow in my relationship with Jesus is my family. I've been blessed with a family who have come to know Jesus. Some more people are Alicia, Dean, and all my past and present small group leaders. They have helped me realize that I am not alone, and I have people around me who love and care about me, but people who will also stand by me. I've grown a lot closer to God with confirmation, but I think I really only realize that God is there because I'm having a hard time. And on the good days, sometimes I don't even realize God is there. That's something I've always struggled with. I feel closest to God when I'm outside realizing how beautiful the world is. (laughs) I was reading my devotions and it said, God's love is nothing a human mind can understand. While we must speak truthfully about his love, we should live and love like God, but also learn. One way that I've been trying to grow closer to God is doing a prayer journal. And it's really helped me stay on top of things. Another way is I've been trying to bring my friends to Wednesday night church. I've, been, I've learned so much over the past few years, and I hope to get in a better habit of realizing God is there. Thank you. Um,
5: hi, I'm Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the past three or four years, um, I haven't had the best luck with my mental health. That mixed with me not really being stable in my theology led me to thinking that to be a Christian, we must, I, I must tear myself down for the well-being of others. My mood, my self-worth, my ability to focus, and how I was able to function depended solely on how the people around me were feeling. I would blame myself for every hardship that they had, even if whatever they were going through had nothing to do with me. For many people, I became more of a therapist than their friend. They would only talk to me or pay attention to me when they were venting about their emotional baggage, and I was okay with that. But as my mental state deteriorated, hearing about things that my friends were going through was straining. I would resent them, and I would hate myself for resenting them. I had no one I could just be friends with and not have to worry about hard things. I didn't have an escape. I felt very, very tired. But I never stopped because I was constantly being told that I had to put others before myself, and I had wrongly interpreted that as putting others' wants before my needs. I hated myself for wanting an escape and wanting to be free of everyone else's burdens because I had believed that just by wanting that I had sinned. I thought that God was incredibly disappointed with me. And then something changed. A few things changed. For one, I met my best friend, Samira, who had, who for a long time, was the only person who I had a balanced give-and-take relationship with. I started to surround myself with people who I knew I could talk to about my problems, just as they knew they could talk to me. and I started getting treatment. In the church, I hear a lot of things about how we must love others and put others before us and always think about other people, and that is important. But you can't help anyone else, and you can't be fulfilled in your faith if you don't first take care of yourself. In the words of my very wise, loving mother, we must love what God loves. And although it took me a while to realize, I realized that God loves me.